Welcome to That Anime Podcast. This is the full review for The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2. In this episode, we cover Episode 1, titled A New Roar. Hello anime fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics, where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host Jordo and here with me as always is my co-host and kin, the baby brother Brennan. What is going on, Brennan? Shit, not much. Just uh, watched some Shield Hero. Got it fresh on the brain. Ideal for the podcast. Good. This is the official Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2 companion podcast, after all. Every Sunday, we will release an episode about the newest episode of Shield Hero Season 2. So if you were needing a companion podcast for this entire season, look no further. This is that anime podcast you've been searching for. So, let's let's just go ahead and get down to brass tacks. What did you think about this episode, the start of Season 2 of Shield Hero? I mean, shit, honestly, you had said the other night that not a whole lot happened. I thought it was... So first big adjustment for me is um, anybody who listened to our... Yes. Or sub. Sub. Anybody who listened to our other season one, I I was the only one of the three of us who hadn't previously watched it. So I had the luxury of watching it all in English dub, which I really enjoyed. So today was the official crossover to upkeep with the companion podcast to sub, which... I have no problem with sub at all, and it was good, but it was just the first adjustment. And then even uh, my girlfriend, when she came in, she was like, why does this seem different? And it was because she, when she did watch, it was in dub, but it was good. You know, old Naofumi, a.k.a. Kageyama. Yeah. <laughs> he does a good I job. Freaking, in, in I freaking picked up on that. I was like, shit, this, this sounds familiar. And I was, I was going to guess that it was actually Tsukushima from... Haikyuu, but it ended up being Kageyama. Yeah, it's Kageyama and then uh, Ingenium or Ida from My Hero. So he's got a couple big ones, and I think Genos too. I think I looked this up back when we were doing season one, but yep, it is Genos. So good. I mean, good voice acting, Japanese too. So didn't take long to adjust. Just have to pay attention a little bit differently. But overall, yep. thought it was a good, solid first episode to to get us back in. Like I was. I thought it was good. Like, I'm more excited for the season than I was before I watched it, so. Well, that's good. (laughs) I thought the opening was pretty good, too, a.k.a. the ending for this one, but seemed pretty good. So do you think that that was the opening sequence or just the opening song? See, that's the thing I don't know. Um, It's probably for sure the opening song, but I couldn't say for sure. It looks like it'd be a pretty good opening sequence, though. You know, it shows some shit that I feel like is going to happen, so. I wouldn't be Did surprised. Did you catch if it was Mad Kid or not? It sounds just like them. Uh, pretty sure it's not. I know it's either by backstory or called backstory because I was looking for that. Um, I think the song's called Backstory, and then it was like, I think the ours was like Lin Lang and like something weird. It, I didn't see Mad Kid though. 
Okay. I I agree. I think that this was this episode was pretty good. It wasn't it wasn't like the first episode for the first season of Shield Hero, but I mean, we got to kind of remember that the end of season 1, there was kind of a conclusion of you know, the him being framed was concluded by Slut and we found yeah. out that all the other heroes finally respect him and he is the strongest of all of them and that they're actually not the only people that were transported to another world that are trying to beat the waves. Yeah, so, I mean, there's definitely arcs that, that ended last season. So we're basically, the only one that's still open-ended is the waves. And then I guess only I remember this because of the episode that they have to work together, the four heroes. So that's kind of like our long-standing storylines that are still running whereas yeah like you said the rest of them got tied up at the end of last season the smaller ones mm-hmm. but, I mean, so this is going to be a a 13 episode season so it, i think season one was like 25 or 26 episodes so this will actually go pretty quickly oh yeah especially the way that i mean they're still doing it was definitely a shield hero episode one thing one thing for sure they had to keep in was the the traveling montage. Yep. That's classic Shield Hero. Solid three to five minutes killed with just a bunch of cutaway scenes, campfires, and things of that nature. Yep. Catching some fish. Somebody falls in the river. Everybody's laughing except for the person that falls in the river. Yeah. Cooking by a campfire. Part of the formula. Of a shield here. It is. Episode. It definitely the art style changed zero percent. The style of the show changed zero percent. None of the characters have a single thread of new clothing. And I'm I'm okay with all of that. That's that's fine with me. The only person that looked a little bit different was Melty looked like she had gotten a little bit older. Everybody else looked the same. Yeah. Um all right, let's go ahead and dive in here. So episode starts off with a peaceful recap of Naofumi kind of walking through his town, which I can't recall the name of it, but just basically they're showing us what they've all been up to. So there's people running around, demi-humans. He's smiling. Clearly he's happy in this season. He doesn't have a chip on his shoulder at all. I don't think he frowned one time. He was pretty much smiling this entire episode. Um, and I just also have to say that in past episodes, I've talked about how I'm not at the point where I can recon- recognize Japanese voice actors. Tonight was the first time where I was able to to hear Naofumi Awatani's Japanese voice actor and say to myself, I know that is somebody from Haikyuu. It's Tsukishima. I was wrong on who it is, but I recognize the voice, and so I'm tapping into that that power for the first time. Yeah, I feel like it's tougher with the Japanese VAs. I feel like they... I feel like they alter their voice character to character. Not always, but more often where I feel like, you know, Golden Boy, the podcast, Paps, you know, he kind of keeps his same. (laughs) (laughs) Bryce Paffenbrook, he kind of keeps his same, you know, character, like voice inflection for the most part. Yeah, he does. Whereas like these dudes, sometimes you won't even, you know, they completely, not completely change it, but it's just not so similar. But yeah, it could just be, I mean, it's probably mostly due to the language barrier. Yeah, I agree. Pappenbrook is definitely the most recognizable voice. He will always be Meliodas now. Nobody else. 
most people would probably say he'll always be Kirito, but you weren't watching anime in that day, so you probably missed on missed out on that one. Yeah, I guess he's Meliodas is just so much more animated than Kirito, so that's who I remember him. Even though I've watched both, yeah. Um, Rishia from last season is the one who left. I guess she was disowned from Itsuki, the bow hero, from his party. So she's once again. As a reminder, we're reminded that she is now a part of Nafumi's team, and she's wearing a penguin costume. It's the ones from the season when they were like went underwater. They they wore those. I don't know if you remember that. They, they yeah, they, I yeah, do. They swam underwater, and that's where they found the clock. That like when the wave started. But she's wearing it because she's embarrassed to train or something. Yeah, she doesn't want people to see her face. I mean, I don't like yeah, her. She's... I don't like her. Like, well, I don't. We don't. We already went through Raftalia's like struggles of self-confidence like i don't need to see him build up another slave <laughs> like we've already seen well we've already seen this it's gonna line. happen whether you want to or not and i think it's supposed to be like a attempt to like connect us to itsuki like another hero because he probably like something stupid like she obviously loves him or something or did something for her and her parents back when maybe itsuki likes her so he just doesn't want her getting hurt so he's like sending her off to protect her or something I think there's Yeah, I picked up on that too. I think that they there's a love quarrel there. She for sure loves him and I I'm almost positive he loves her too and that's why he sent her away. Yeah, or he's trying to protect he was, her. It's going to give us some yeah. It's going to give us some uh I don't know cuz I feel like Yusuke's one of the heroes he never really had like a a good moment with. Like him and Motoyasu obviously were rivals and then they kind of had to squash that when things and then Ren last season was kind of one of the first people to acknowledge Naofumi like he was looking into you know the church and stuff because of Naofumi so I don't know I feel like it'll be a good I think I don't know if it'll be good but they're using her to build a storyline with the bow hero yep who I will say we do know the least yeah he's definitely got the worst weapon of all for sure chill if you can if you can make out like Legolas if you know how to use that shit right I mean, you can yeah. make it, you can make it pretty cool, but that's true. I guess you could train, but if I like, given the option at the start of a video game, everybody's picking the bow last. Maybe it's it's in a video game, it may be easier to keep distance and just pelt, <laughs> especially in a game like this, like a party based game. Like honestly, like if your life was at stake, like Short Art Online Edition, you probably want to be the bow because then you just send in your grunts, your party, and you just do damage from deep. Well, you remember, like, on RuneScape, the big problem with, if you pick Mage or Archer, you you have to supply your weapon. Like, you can run out of arrows, or you can run out of runes, whereas if you're a sword, sw- like, <laughs> swinging a sword or a hammer, like, you just go out there, and you can swing that shit as much as you like. You ain't gonna run out. <laughs> yeah, but we were just so young when we were playing RuneScape. I'm sure some of the best players, you know, like, because once you get more powerful spells in most games, like, it doesn't matter that it takes runes, like... You're annihilating people, you know. It's worth 20 sword swings, a good spell, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, I can't say, because I was, like I said, I was a young blood, so I was trying to use, I was all about the shimitar. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what everybody was using. That shit was the coolest weapon. But anyways, to not to get off on RuneScape, um, we see that the old lady is teaching Rishia her Hengen Musu, which is some type of martial arts. Um, she mentions to Naofumi that Rishia is already a master at manipulating her key. 
So maybe she's from the Dragon Ball universe because she's got key manipulation power. Yeah, just classic energy. I mean, even in the like the Mulan live action, it was like she's she can control her key. So it's obviously just like a. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Maybe that's just a normal. We thing. know from DBZ, but I don't think they can officially coin it. And then we see Keel, who is after hearing the Japanese version of this show. It's definitely a boy, little kid boy. But then I looked up the voice actor, and the voice actor is actually a, a female voice actor. I mean, that's so that's like super common for young kids. I mean, like fucking Goku, Trunks, and yeah, Goku's Gohan, a, and all that. Yeah, they're grown men. I mean, Naruto. I mean, even in English, like Gones, voice actor in English from Hunter Hunter, like it's a girl. That's it, it's just easier for them to do a twelve year old boy than a twenty year old man to do it. Yeah. I'm just wondering how much time has passed because Raftalia turned into an adult just by eating good meals. You got to assume that Keel's been eating like pretty pretty good, being under Naofumi's care. So yeah. I'm wondering why I he's not an adult yet. I wonder if she was yet. getting like the love that Raftalia was like, is like the nurturement too, not just the yeah. Food. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. He, I feel like they made him grow a little bit. Like he's not malnourished, but yeah, he's but. I, mean, I don't know. I just feel like that's They something. definitely foreshadowed that he's going to be joining them in some waves because they said the next, not the next wave, but the wave after that, they're going to let him fight. Yeah, he'll be a full-grown freaking whatever he is. Is he a Tanuki too? <laughs> he look, He's some kind of like silver fox is what I'd guess. Yeah, he may be. But I don't think he's a Tanuki, but who knows. Um, we also learned that the wave is less than a week away, the next one. That's why the old lady's like, You're, there's no way you can go from being a wimp to being ready before the next wave. It's in less than a week. Then some giant bats attack. And as a viewer, you know, they're not a threat at all. <laughs> um, it really was, The bats were really just a way to introduce the tortoise and to bring in Philo and Raftalia and remind us again how powerful they are. They come in and make easy work of these giant bats. Well, they said when Naofumi got one, he we found out that it was a familiar. Yeah, which is like a vampire. No, a familiar is just like in a game. So like Philo's, Philo's a familiar, basically. Like any, it's like an animal that's like yours that does your bidding, basically. So like, I don't oh, yeah. know what a game is. Like you could have like a small dragon with you or like a wolf. Is a, you're, it's your familiar. Like, So here's the, uh, the definition of familiars. A demon supposedly attending and obeying a witch, often said to assume the form of an animal. Yeah, so that, I mean, that right there, whenever he said that, I was like, it's not like just a random attack, like it's somebody sent them, basically, is what we were supposed to take from that, if you played a video game. Okay. So familiar means somebody told that thing to go attack there, or all of those things, I guess. She got a shit ton of them. Yeah, there's a ton of them, and they're they're like the size of a normal human. The, the freaking the turtle monkeys. <laughs> yeah, the turtle. Yeah, the turtle monkeys were like a little like they could have tried a little bit harder, but um. Anyways, now for me, he picks up one of the wings, drops it into a shield, and you forget like he's got a pretty easy way to get new moves. Just pick up items and drop them in. Yeah, he didn't even but make this... he didn't even make a fucking kill. He just no. <laughs> he just picked up a dead body. Yep, picked it up, dropped it in. We see that he has a shit ton of moves on his shield. And we also get to see their levels briefly. So Nafumi's level 75. 
Philo is level 79, the strongest in the party, based on level. And Raftalia is a sh- close second at level 78. Not too shabby. No, not too bad at all. But I think the other heroes are like all... They were past 100 last season, weren't they? I think that they were like... Yeah, they were like... 120s. Either not past it. I, I think they, they were like at 92 and 93 and stuff. I couldn't remember. I just th- thought I remember. Maybe it was the red-haired, the people that from the other world. I don't know. For some reason, I remember thinking like, oh, the level cap's over 100 because people were like over 100. Mm. Could be wrong, though. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. So he unlocks Familiar Shield Bat Type. <laughs> and then he looks up and he notices that the, the countdown clock has stopped and it's blue almost like it's frozen and so I'm thinking as a viewer this is that's good because you guys barely escaped Glass's wrath <laughs> and you're a less than a week away I have to assume you're not that much stronger because you're the exact same level I mean, as he whenever was, we he was last ki- I thought he was kicking that. her teeth in last time they fought no he well, he was, but he could have finished her, but he wouldn't remember. It was like she was like, "I won't give up," and it was like, "I won't kill you," kind of situation, you know? Yeah, I guess you're right. He was kind of kicking her ass. Yeah, he was beating her brakes off. He was basically. But they also had one more hero that wasn't with their party because they only brought three. Yeah. Um, we get a loud screech and some spiritual pressure, like from Bleach. And then for the first time, we see the obstacle of this season, the giant tortoise, which we learn is called the spirit tortoise. We saw the tortoise? Oh, yeah, they showed it to us. Oh, shit, I didn't see that part. I thought the girl at the end was the spirit tortoise. That's probably her human no, body like, form. During that giant, like, screech part where they, like, the camera zooms and it goes, like, across the horizon and then down through a cave and then underwater and then it rises and you see the face of a tortoise and, like, its giant back. Yeah, I miss that shit. I'm just imagining it looks like the tortoise from Avatar The Last Airbender, though. It's like a tortoise tortoise island. It was was just the silhouette, really, of the tortoise. Yeah, it probably was just either reading dubs or just was distracted, because I didn't see that part. Yeah. Do you know the difference between a tortoise and a turtle? Uh, Turtles can swim. Uh, that's that's my understanding as well. <laughs> I think tortoises are are they're bigger. Are land too. they're way and bigger. Turtles are can do one can do both. I'm pretty sure. I don't oh know. wait, no, no, isn't it, it? I think it actually has something to do with their tail. Maybe. I mean, they're a little bit different in biology too, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I can Let's look at the difference between turtle and tortoise. Toidle. Tortoises are in fact turtles, that is. They belong to the pseudines and... Okay. Yeah, herpetologists study all tortoises, turtles, whatever. (laughs) Okay. There are several... Okay, there's several differences. And enough to where we're not going to... Okay, here's one. Tortoises have club-like forelegs and elephantine hind legs. Yeah. Because they're often larger and heavier. Their elephantine hind legs help them move around and carry the extra... Extra weight. Huh. Well then. The more you know. That's the animal edition of the podcast. The animal. We always do that every episode. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta learn about animals. You gotta protect the environment. Um, 
We go back to Melgramark, and the heroes have been gathered by the queen. And she explains the legendary monster called the Spirit Tortoise, and that it's been revived, and the proof of that is the bats, and it comes from the Spirit Tortoise Kingdom. Which I'm, I'm going to guess that the kingdom, the Spirit Tortoise Kingdom is the Spirit Tortoise itself. <laughs> I don't know. I was, uh, yeah. I just thought it was like a kingdom, maybe just like the spirit tortoise is like around a certain land of area and it was just starting to fuck shit up over there first or something. Were you surprised at the other heroes being dicks and just like getting up and walking away right whenever she asked for their help with the spirit tortoise? Mm, kind of. I mean, I would have at least heard what it was to see what the EXP, like it still could be a good chance to raise levels, find gear, you know what I mean? Like... But if they still think the quest is in seven days, I get maybe that not being a good waste of your time. But if it's frozen, I'd probably at least hear them out because what if there's some good boss drops and shit? I'm just, I thought we were past the whole like them not working together stage. And now <laughs> episode one of season two, we're right back where we started. They're all do- off doing their own shit. Well, I think they and- would. I just, I think that it's like they said, it's just nothing to do with the wave. That's not why they're there. Which I get to. Well, like, you know. what the hell else do they have to do? The waves, the wave countdown stopped. I mean, they may just be. They may think they have better farming areas. For all I know, they may be at Calmir yeah. Archipelago, just getting double XP. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of annoying. And there, there seemed to be like there was a uh, maybe some some under under the table flirtation going on between Queen Melramark and Alphamy too. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot worse in the Japanese. I feel like it's way more. Or maybe because in the English I can pick up on it since I speak it. Yeah. And she just sounds, her voice actor's more like, I don't know, typical, in English that is the dub, like, typical queen, like, you know what I mean, with that type of accent, you know, deeper voice. Mm-hmm. And then in Japanese it just sounds more like a cute, you know, like a high-pitched girl. <laughs> yeah, she's like putting up her little, like, hand fan and covering her mouth when she's asking him to stay yeah. and help. Like, they're, she's definitely flirting with him, and she's like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. hero, you truly are, and then dot, 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 and now for, now for me, whether he's aware of it or not, I'm, I'm calling that it's happening. Um, you think, like, you think it'll actually happen, or are you just I mean, that? happening in that, like, she's pursuing, like, she has feelings for now for me. I don't think now for me at all has feelings for her. But you think, she, you think she's actually going to pursue it? Like, you're calling it? I have it, a feeling, yes. Calling it I, I'm calling it. Not this season, maybe end of se- maybe season three. <laughs> I mean, it, it's possible. I think that they're laying the groundwork for it. Could be. I mean, she's the most powerful person in the in the realm. She's the queen, or I guess of Melramark, and she, the Shield Hero, is the most powerful person in their world. So, kind of makes sense that she'd be attracted to him. She's married, though. I mean, her. Yeah, to that old that old sack. She loves him <laughs> though for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm I'm calling it. I could be wrong. It's a small chance, but I was I was picking up on it a little bit. I mean, yeah, basically every so far every girl likes him to some degree, so it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility to, <laughs> to Except for Rishia. Rishia likes Itsuki. But she will. Before it's all said and done, she'll be like, I can't leave you and he'll be like, Ah, oh, but you have to, it's what you worked for and then she'll go You're back to You're my slave, him. so I order you to go back to him. <laughs> yeah, she'll end up falling for him. It's part of the yeah part of the appeal of the show. You're probably right. That's probably what's gonna happen. She's gonna get strong enough. Itsuki's gonna accept her, 
And then she's going to be like, no, you didn't accept me at my weakest. You can't have me at my strongest. And then she's going to go back to Nafumi, and Nafumi's going to be like, yeah, fuck you, Itsuki. I'm keeping her. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so they go. Nafumi agrees to fight the tortoise. They visit the blacksmith. He's like, oh, you guys are going to see the spirit tortoise, because I guess he knows about it, too. Uh, we see that Rishia is level 68, and Raftali is like, ooh, I've got an idea of how you can get stronger. And I'm, I had no idea she was going to propose that she become a slave of the shield hero. She's kind of dark. But her reasoning... She, didn't, yeah, think, her she reason- didn't think anything was weird about it. Like She was just like, come on, you need to become a slave. <laughs> yeah, she's like, the shield hero's powers will be yours if you become a slave, but I don't know if that's how... like. Raftalia isn't strong because she's a slave of the shield hero. She's just devoted to him and like I mean I think it helps. Actually pretty strong. I think it helps just like like Philo benefits from being with a hero. I know hers is different since she's a philolial, but I don't know, I feel like it's probably the thing like where she's going to progress faster and have access to certain capabilities since being tied to him. I mean shit, she yeah. just, they did something with his anytime there's some blood rituals involved like you're getting stronger from it. Yeah, they cut his thumb, drip, dip it into some black ink. Then he paints a little crest on her chest. She screams in pain, drops yeah. to her knees, and then rises a slave. Yeah, she for sure got stronger. I always his think first it's order. Done. I always think it's his first order was for her to stop squeaking. <laughs> Thank God, she's annoying. <laughs> what were you thinking? I just we can get to it later when we get to it. I just hate how like. I hate the, in any anime, not just this one, just the, you help people evacuate. They do it in my hero all the time. And then it's just like, the heroes are just like standing like, come this way. Come on. They're like standing, yeah. standing right by the giant two opening doors. Like this way, people like you ain't fucking helping. Like, yeah, I just get, get the fuck out of the way. They would have killed some people. They would have found their way there anyways. Like you need to either be in the field. They just like literally stand right by the exit and just like wave them in. Yeah, damn. I never noticed that. That's that is very true. They all do that. Especially like whenever it's like a big like city evacuation or like some test, they're like, I'll go save them. They're like, We need a evacuation team and they're like, We'll do it. <laughs> I don't know, just that's what it reminded me of whenever she was standing at the gate because he she wasn't good enough to fight yet again, so he was like, You help people evacuate. Um, they head out to the sport, the spirit tortoise kingdom in the morning, and this is where we get the peaceful B-roll scenes of the the music that they play from season one. Um, it really did take up at least a minute, so I mean it's a good strategy. Luckily for them, I like the music; it's very peaceful. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's just like <laughs> I just they just do it a lot, so it's like of note. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that Philo can talk to Futoria through her that little antenna hair that she has, and she warns. She tells Philo to warn Nafumi that this is the choice that she warned him about, where he's got to choose between life and friends, and that we're also reminded that Futoria promised to kill Nafumi and the other heroes if they don't all work together, so that she can summon four new ones. Which we know is not definitely not going to happen, but it would be a pretty sick turn if they didn't work together, and she killed the other three, and then Nafumi's like, "No, I ain't dying," and he kills her, and then he's the last hero, and that's why it's called the Rising of the Shield Hero because he's the only one. 
<laughs> I'm not ruling it out. Probably not this season, but yeah, it could. Maybe I don't know. I feel like they want the other, they want to keep the other heroes around. Though they did say last time the tor- they fought the tortoise or whatever, three of the four heroes died. So I mean, we do know heroes can die. I mean, obviously we've known. No, that, that was that was just a lie. Uh, it was. Yeah, that was a, that was that lady at the end. She was spreading that lie to try and get, like, smoke them out to get them to follow her. Um, and to, to I think she was just trying to find the shield hero. But that was that lady at the end that asked for them to kill her. Yeah, that was her. She was spreading that lie. I don't think that she, she actually killed the other heroes. Uh, I thought that was just like an old. I thought she was just telling like an old like, oh, last centuries ago, last time they fought the turtle kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like an old urban legend of their history. I thought she was the tortoise. So here's here's kind of my thoughts about this episode. There, Rishia is new to the group, has green hair. Itsuki, the bow hero, asks Rishia, have you been sending, have you been talking to your parents? She sees like, yes, I sent a letter. And then this girl at the end is an older older woman, clearly older than Rishia, but also has green hair, and she asks to be killed. And so I'm wondering, is she somehow Rishia's mother? I feel like, why, why even bring up the are you talking to your parents thing if they're not going to come into play? And here we are, the only other character with green hair in the entire show shows up at the end of the episode, right after a green-haired car- character joins his party. Yeah, it could be. I mean, if that's what he's not going, I don't know. Seems seems like a bit of a reach, but I mean, I mean, a hair color does show something, you know. And then, uh, also the fact that they dropped her mother. I mean, that that was not really even foreshadowing. If it comes in, you know, usually they'll say, "Have you talked to your parents?" Or wait a couple episodes, not you know, eight minutes, mm-hmm. but. I mean, we might not learn that it's the parents until two episodes from now. We just are seeing who this woman is. True. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good theory. I guess we'll see. I just don't know who the hell this person would be because I don't know if if Nafumi can take another party member. Like, having a party of five... Five people seems like too many characters. I just thought she was... Like, this ain't ain't Naruto. This is the Rising of the Shield hero. You didn't think she was the tortoise? Like... Being like, you got to stop me, like, or try to stop me. I mean, maybe she is because no, next week's like, episode like is, human is titled embo- "Footprints of the Spirit Tortoise." Yeah, like she just has like a human form where she can like speak, or I don't, you know what I mean, just something like that. And like, she knows the shield right. hero could. That's just what I took it as. Is like, she's the tortoise. She's the embodiment of the tortoise, and like, she wants mm. to die. She wants to be stopped. Yeah, somehow Rishia is going to come into play with her key manipulation. I know, I know that this show, it doesn't tell you things for no reason. No anime does. So everything we learned in this episode is going to have relevance somewhere through these 13 episodes, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Next week, we'll learn a little bit more. Yeah, not a bad first episode. Very No, not at all. Very Shield Hero-esque episode. I mean, if somebody watched this episode, I would, just out of the blue, I'd be like, yeah, that's, you know an average shield hero episode it's either an episode like this or a big a big fight it's one or the other so Mm -hmm. (laughs) not a bad episode to judge off what you're gonna see in shield hero nope pretty standard stuff everybody go follow us on instagram that anime podcast check out our original memes and reels 
Um, Next week, we will be covering episode two titled Footprints of the Spirit Tortoise. Uh, Anything else from you, Brennan? Nope. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm Jordo. Brennan. We are the Evans Bros. Everybody, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. And peace out. (laughs) 